so much more. I'm Jody Nisnik. This is a podcast designed to help you create space for God. Jesus, in some of his last words, found in John 16, 12, stated, There is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching by bringing his word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. I'm so glad that you've taken a few minutes to listen to this introductory podcast where I'm going to walk you through what we're doing on So Much More. To sum it up, it's both an experience and a conversation. One podcast is dedicated to a scripture experience where we're going to take some space to slow down and hear God's word guided by the Spirit. The second podcast is a conversation around that same scripture and what the Lord led someone else to in that passage. So our experience takes one of two forms. It's either a Lectio Divina or an imaginative prayer. I'm going to walk you through exactly what Lectio Divina and imaginative prayer are with the intention that once you've listened to this introductory podcast, you'll be ready to go to just dive in to our experience podcasts. So let's get started with Lectio Divina. What is Lectio Divina? Well, to start with, it's Latin, and it simply means divine or sacred divina reading Lectio. It's the divine or sacred reading of God's word. It's really a centuries-old practice that has helped God's people enter in to God's word, letting the spirit lead and guide them. There are traditionally four movements to this practice, reading, reflecting, responding, and resting. Reading is where you'll hear God's word read over you, usually three to four times. The first time that I read the passage over you is to ground you in the passage. I'll guide you that there's really no agenda in this first reading just to listen to the passage. Then we'll read it again, and this time we'll invite the Holy Spirit to guide us to a word or a phrase that he wants us to notice. Now, I'll encourage you not to overthink this process, just to let the words come to you and see which word or phrase just seems to stand out above the rest, seems to kind of come to you in a little different way. Again, don't overthink it, but once you hear a word or phrase, just grab onto it, hold onto it, and then we're going to talk to the Lord about it. That next step is reflection. It's where we ask the Lord to help us see what that word or phrase has to do with our lives. We want to talk to him about why did he have us notice it? Why does it matter? This is another place that I like to give a warning. (laughs) Of course, God's word is living and active. Hebrews tells us that. And the spirit has been sent to guide us into his word. That doesn't mean, though, that we can take God's word out of context or that we can make his word mean whatever we want to make it mean. 
So there's a few guardrails that I like to encourage you to do as a part of this practice to just make sure that we stay within the intent of what God's Word is saying to us. And the first guardrail is to weigh whatever it is that you feel like the Lord may be guiding or leading you to against the whole counsel of Scripture, because God's words to you in these experiences will never contradict his word that is already written into you, into the Bible. The second thing, though, is community. So inviting trusted people, people who know you and love you and people who know and love Jesus to enter into a discernment process if that's necessary. Sometimes a Lectio experience will just be a very, you know, small personal experience with the Lord where you will be convicted or guided or led in some way, but sometimes we may feel the prompting of the Spirit leading us to something bigger. And when that happens, I really want to encourage you, invite others into that process to help you pray and discern if that truly is where He's leading you. Well, then that third step, which I hinted at a little bit, is responding to God. That's where we talk to Him about what we feel like He's shown us or what He's said to us. So this can take on a lot of different forms. One of it could be taking some sort of next step with Jesus, uh, maybe that there's an action that he's leading us to. It may be that he's convicted us of some sort of sin in our life, and we need to confess and repent of that. It may be that there is a truth that we need to remember we had not been remembering in our lives, and we need to not only remember it, but live it out. Or perhaps there's just a step of trust that we need to take so that we can move forward with God in the way that he's calling us to. That will be the response portion. And then the fourth movement is resting. And this is really important. It's where we'll read the last passage one last time. And as the words are being read over you, I will invite you to rest in God's goodness and his faithfulness, to remember who you are in Christ, and to thank God for his love for you and the time that you've had with him. Well, that's Lectio Divina. So the second practice we do is called imaginative prayer. Now, imaginative prayer is similar to Lectio Divina in that scripture will be read over you multiple times, and I will guide you each step of the way with what to think about or do as those passages are being read. But in this practice, we invite the Lord to help us Go into the passage using our spirit-infused, God-directed imagination to help paint the scene in front of us, to hear the sounds, to feel the feelings, to uh, smell the smells, maybe even taste what's happening in this scene, but to slow ourselves down so that we can enter in to the experience of what is happening in Scripture. One of the reasons why I love doing this is because the words on the page don't tell the whole story. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't tell us exactly what we need to know in the story, but the truth is that there are many details left out. I love how Eugene Peterson, he's an author, a pastor, and he wrote a book. He's written many books, but in one book he wrote on the life of King David He talked about the importance of using our God-given imaginations as we're reading the word. And he says this, when a storyteller, and by storyteller, he means the person that's writing the story in scripture, 
So when a storyteller leaves gaps in the story, there's an implicit invitation for us to fill in the blanks. We're not free to insert whatever suits our fancy. Our imaginations must work within the constraints of the context. But within those constraints, our praying imaginations are given license to take a hand in entering the world of the text and participating in it. Well, that's exactly what we're aiming to do in imaginative prayer, staying true to the text, but allowing the Spirit to guide and lead us into the text and into what it might have been like, and then to lead us to what it is that he has for us. As you could guess, the passages that we do as an imaginative prayer experience are highly narrative. They're colorful. They give details of the story. And frequently, they have Jesus as one of the guiding characters of the passage, though not always. The first time I read the passage to you, it's just like the Lectio. There's no agenda. It's really just to allow the scene to start to unfold in front of you. And then we'll read the passage a second time, this time asking the Spirit to guide us to one of the characters in the story. And it could be one of the characters, main characters in the story. It might be a bystander. You might even feel like you're just kind of a fly-on-the-wall type of character as you're observing things from afar. But no matter where it is that the Lord leads you, we want to see and feel the narrative as if we were there. And as if we were that person in the story, as we do that, then we will then reflect with God on why exactly he drew our attention to that person, what he helped us notice, and then we'll seek to understand how it applies to our lives. We'll hold all of that with an open hand, of course, because We weren't really there, so we won't get all of the details right, but we're going to use our spirit-infused, sanctified imagination, driven and guided by the spirit, to lead us to what it is that he wants us to notice. Then there will be a third reading where I will invite you then to remain in the scene and in your imagination, have a conversation with Jesus around what you saw and experienced, allowing his truth and his love and his words to speak to you. This again is where I like to give a little word of caution. We can't make Jesus say anything we want him to say. And so if we believe he is saying something to us, we do want to weigh it again against the whole counsel of scripture and invite others in community to help us discern with us when that is necessary. But we should expect to have a conversation with God because a healthy relationship with the Lord isn't us just always talking to God. It's creating space for God to talk to us as well. That is a healthy relationship with anyone, right? And so we do want to create space to listen and to let God speak to us. Now, I also want to say that sometimes it may feel like he doesn't have much to say, and that's okay. In those moments, we just enjoy being in his presence, knowing that he is near. What we can expect from God is that when we read his word, when we ask his spirit to guide us, he will be there. 
So even if we don't feel like he has anything monumental to say to us in those moments, knowing that we have been present with him should be a great comfort and encouragement to us and to our souls. Well, that's the experience of imaginative prayer. And as I said, then we have a second piece to this, which is the companion podcast, which is a conversation with someone around their experience with either the Lectio Divina or the imaginative prayer. My hope and desire is that you will start to see the truth of how big God's word is, how it is living and active, and how God's word may say something to you that it says something different to me, both within the intent of the text. But I love how the Spirit does this because He's going to draw you to something that is for you, for where you are in your life right now. And He's going to draw me to something that is for me, that is for where I am in my life right now. The reason that happens is because not only is God's Word living and active, we also are living and active. So every time we encounter the Word, we have two living and active things coming together, which means it will always be different, but still always true, always within the intent of what God's Word means. Well, I'm so excited that you are joining me for so much more. I pray that you will experience God in a deeper way as a result of creating space to hear His Word, to enter into it, to be open to what the Spirit has to teach you. And I pray also that these companion podcasts will be super encouraging to you as we have conversations around what others have been led to in His Word. So thanks for joining me on this so much more journey where we do believe that Jesus has so much more to say to us, and we are creating space to listen. The love of God is immeasurable. It's unchanging. It's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on Scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.